So I want to tell you about one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Well, it's not really so guilty. Beauty Bar Chocolate is an amazing, amazing chocolate bar actually created by one of our show guests, Candice. And it's basically been created to be a way to enjoy chocolate without all the guilt. Beauty Bar Chocolate is sugar-free. It's created with adaptogens and even pearl collagen, which gives you this amazing natural spa glow. It's made with 83% raw chocolate, and it's actually created to relieve stress, fight fatigue, and balance hormones. It's keto and paleo friendly, and let me tell you what, I have to have a little bar every night before I go to bed. It's the greatest. I love that it has collagen in it. I love that it incorporates pearl, and it's something that I absolutely cannot live without. So go ahead and check out beautybarchocolate.com. And while you're checking out, use discount code under the influence for 10% off. That's under the influence at checkout. And enjoy and get your beauty on with Beauty Bar Chocolate. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am so pleased to have our next guest on. It's actually a client spotlight. Laura Nielsen is the founder and creator of The Grown Up Girl. It's an amazing blog. She has an amazing Instagram. And eventually she plans on launching her own podcast. Stay tuned because we're helping her. And it's going to be a fucking amazing party. That's right. We're going to do an amazing launch party for her. It's going to be out of this world. Anyway, really excited to have Laura on. Laura is somebody that I've just fallen in love with and really just highly revere in all aspects. She has a short a story to tell and she really kind of does this in a beautiful light. She talks about the processes of growing up and how growing up isn't always what we expect it to be and how to really deal with that and or adjust it, change it, really kind of sit with it and make it your own dream life. So getting down to it, We talk about social media. We talk about how to grow a brand based off a story that has personally affected you, or maybe it's a certain situation or journey, and how to make it uber successful like Laura has. She's literally started this brand in less than three months, and she's growing exponentially. She's doing really, really big things. So be on the lookout and go follow the grown-up girl. Let's get to the episode. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hi, guys, and welcome to Under the Influence Podcast. Today, I am here with my very special dear friend, Laura Nielsen. Laura is the founder and creator of the Grown Up Girl blog and brand. Hi, Laura. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. This I'm, is so fun. Isn't this great? It's warm in San Diego. Finally. It's, it's like 80. It's nice. Our office is actually really hot right now because we just weren't prepared, but <laughs> we're here. We've got the LaCroix. We got LaCroix. Yes. And it's, we're doing wonderful. And yeah. So Laura, tell us, you know, you just launched this brand. Yes. And we've actually been working a little bit closely with you. Yeah. Um, as an influencer, as somebody that's really wanting to share their story, tell us a little bit about the story behind The Grown Up Girl. Awesome. I would love to. So The Grown Up Girl has been a dream of mine for a while now. And basically, it started because in my 20s, I did all the things. I got a master's degree, had a baby, got married, moved from New York to Minnesota, now to San Diego lots of ups and downs through Mm -hmm. marriage, family stuff. And through it all, as I would talk to other girlfriends, it would be like, how come no one told us that growing up was so freaking hard? Yeah, I think I grew up where my parents, they kind of sheltered us from those hard things or they Mm -hmm. didn't, we, we didn't talk about it as much. And so it was like, whoa, wait, I 
this is really, really challenging. Yeah. And the more I talk to people about it, the more I realize that that's like a pretty common feeling, mm-hmm. that feeling of like emotionally unprepared or not sure how to cope with like just all the hard stuff. And yeah. so I really started the grown up girl because my mission is to be what I wish I had. So in my 20s, like going through all those ups and downs, I wish someone, number one, would have told me like, I'm not taking crazy pills. Like it is really hard and I'm not alone. And number two, like if you can kind of make the right set of choices and decisions that it can also be way better than you imagined or dreamed because now I do, I have a life that I love and, you know, it's been a long road to get here, but I love encouraging people that, you know, they don't have to stay where they are. Like being a grown up girl can be amazing. It just requires like really knowing yourself, trusting your intuition and making those hard choices. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I love that you're going at it from that approach because it's like, you know, it's kind of like the trend that we're seeing now of like hashtag adulting, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, I mean, you, there's so many different things too that I feel like we aren't necessarily taught as far as like ha- how to handle certain journeys yes, or how to handle certain traumas or certain things that come up in your life that you're not prepared because no one told you this was going to be happening. Exactly. And I think those situations or scenarios, like they're different for everyone, like what you go through, like no one is going to be living your exact story. Like I do not recommend to anyone in their 20s to do all of those things that I did. (laughs) It was slightly reckless and really hard, but I mean, I wouldn't change it obviously, but those like traumas or hardships or things are going to be different for each of us. But I think the common thread is you don't, you don't get to decide those things, but you do get to decide how you respond to them. I love that. So I really love encouraging people like, yes, this is hard because of X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. You know, I have my situations I've been through and also girlfriends that have been through stuff I've never been through, but like that life that you want is like still Mm -hmm. on the other side of it. You just have to push through and like lean into that struggle. Absolutely. What are some like, you know, tell me a little bit about like who maybe influenced you during those really hard points in your time. So that's a really good question. I think I, through my twenties, I did sort of lack that like mentor role of like a woman that had kind of walked that walk, which is one of the reasons why I'm doing this. But I was really influenced number one by a counselor that we Mm -hmm. saw. It was actually a man, but he just had an amazing gift and really, helped my marriage and helped, you know, through some like struggles and crises, some of that trauma gave me a lot of tools, kind of like what you were saying that no one ever taught me. Yeah. He's a huge, like going to him, counseling with him felt like it equipped me in ways that I never had been Mm. equipped. Mm -hmm. And so that's one that definitely stands out. I think another one is just like my peers. So my, my best friends, my girlfriends, the people that you're really honest with, you know, that you text when something hard is happening and you like rally around each other. I think walking through those like ups and downs together, not only makes you incredibly close, but it also like helps, you know, you're not alone Mm -hmm. when one of us is having a hard time, like everyone comes into support and then maybe another person's having a hard time and you're doing great. So like you are in that role at that point to like be able to be that support. Absolutely. I love that. And I, I think it's really, really interesting too, that you kind of tap into, you know, like you didn't have that woman figure. Yeah. And I like that you are really, you know, like you said, you have a story to share. Mm -hmm. You have a struggle that you're like, Hey, there's a lot of people that are probably going through the same exact thing I went through. Yeah. And now you're kind of, vocalizing it through this blog. So tell us about like the blog and kind of the different ways in which you're going to help people. Awesome. So the blog I've been writing for almost a year and it's kind of like my first stab at that like long form content, Mm -hmm. like where you can share stories in a way where it's with more detail, with more encouragement, more color, Uh, I'm also obviously on Instagram where everyone is and 
I think that over the past year, having my account, I've gotten to know the platform a little bit, gotten to know myself a little bit through it and how I can leverage it to like encourage and share that story and encouragement. And I, I, like a lot of people am finding that like the stories and the lives are where that's easier to do because a post is really just a snapshot of someone's mm-hmm. day and people aren't really reading captions that much, even though I love to write them and craft them. And occasionally I'll hit like a good, yeah. you know, I know people read it by the way they're commenting, by the way they're engaging, but I think being able to show up on stories and I love Instagram live, you can have people on with you. That's something I've done really regularly that really connects with people and also like gives people a platform to hear that message mm-hmm. or hear that encouragement. Um, and then in June, I'm launching a podcast too. So I'm really excited about that. Yes, um, I'm yeah. excited about that too. I know. Obviously I'm a podcast nerd. Like here I am on yours <laughs> and I've, I've binge listened. I've listened to all of the under the influence Aww. episodes and I love it. And awesome. I think I really appreciate that medium because you can color, like color the story more. Like you can really get to know someone really well without a filter, like pun intended, but there's no, like you either are able to share your story that way or you're not. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's sort of like levels the playing field. There's no algorithm. There's no, like, if people want to know you want your story, like they're going to listen. And those are the people that I love like connecting with and engaging with. A hundred percent. I feel like the podcast community is so much different. And I was actually talking to a really good friend of mine. She has a podcast network. And she was, you know, I was like, you know, like, what are some like tips on growing your following? She's like, honestly, she's like, if you're in the podcast world, the audience is so much different that it Mm. even like, even if you take it to Instagram or whatnot, it doesn't equate the way that it would equate essentially, like, as just like being out there in the podcast world. Like you need to be attracting people that listen to podcasts that are frequently, you know, on podcast networks or things like that. And it's, it's such an open community. Everyone is so willing yeah. to come on or to have you on the show. Like, it's so nice. I love it. Yeah. I love also the educational aspect of podcasts. Like, I've learned so much about starting a business from, mm-hmm. like, huge podcasts, you know, that we mm-hmm. all love listening to. And so I think that educational aspect connects with me, too, because I actually used to be a teacher. So that was kind of my, like, first job out of college, yeah. out of grad school. So. I love to teach. I'm also a yoga teacher. So I love being able to kind of craft the message, craft the lesson and give people like tangible things they can take away that are going to, you know, improve their life that are going to like help them get onto that path to like really have that dream life that they want. I love that so much. And I totally agree with you. I think that's, you know, it's so cool. And I love the educational aspect, like you were saying, because I feel like now, you know, we're, we're in this stage where it's almost like so much like information overload and we need things like so quick, like Mm -hmm. we constantly need to be consuming new information, especially in social media and the blogging world, right? Like things change so quickly that I feel like podcasts are such a great way to like absorb that information in like a quick way, you know, in a quick manner. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's something really special too about owning your own real estate. Like Mm. I love my website because I can control it. I can put on it what I want to. And if people want to see it, they just have to go to the link. They see it. It's very direct. Whereas if you're only relying on Instagram or, you know, any other social media, Facebook groups to connect with your audience, yes, you're going to, but you're definitely going to miss a huge chunk of people that like, I believe are, you know, in need of the message I have to share. And so I really like that a podcast too, you can, you know, be your own author, have your own message, and it doesn't have to go through anyone's rules per se. No, not at all. And I like that you say that like you're like owning your own real estate because I think that's so true. Like when we, you know, we really want to do something special with this and, you know, we love the certain type of guests that we have on. You know, like we mm-hmm. get to, like you said, we control that. We get to talk about the social good. We get to talk yeah. about influence and the movement behind it. And it's cool. It's amazing. So I love it. Tell me a little bit about, you know, we, you're this, you know, this really awesome San Diego influencer. Yeah. You know, you're doing a lot with the community right now. You know, you're kind of building up this amazing brand to really affect and touch people. You know, tell me a little bit about the ways in which you feel like influencers 
you know, kind of affect their community and kind of, you know, what their social responsibility is to make Mm. a positive impact on their audiences. Oh my gosh, that's such a great way to phrase that question. And it's so <laughs> it's true to like... winded but yeah. <laughs> no, it's so like true to who you are. And like with starting the influence movement, I feel like it's really true to you. And so that being someone with a following on social media, like you could call that an influencer. That's like a very hot term right now. And yeah. people, I mean, it's like covers all definitions. Like mm-hmm. it's very nebulous, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I think that it does come with a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And so I I really take it seriously. You know, I, I'm not someone who has like a huge following. I have around 5,000, but I've really built it up slowly over time and intentionally, you know, yeah. without like any of the gimmicks or, you know, stuff people do to try and get big numbers. But I think that when you have people that are listening to you, that are coming to you for help, for information, whether you know, you're a beauty influencer, you're telling them what products or a fashion influencer. I'm neither of those things. I like beauty. I like fashion, but I want to be much more of a just like lifestyle influencer. Like what choices are you making and how is that going to like in the long term affect your life? But I think, I think that people, I, I see people doing two different things. I see people that do take it very seriously and are, have the attitude of gratitude about it and really like love their communities and really are only showing them product or promoting things that they truly believe in, that they stand behind. And then there's like another group, I think, where it's, they're kind of just in it for the thrill of it, for the events, for the free stuff, for for just kind of almost like that social status. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of fleeting because you remember that day was like a month or two ago that Instagram didn't work. Yes. It shut down. <laughs> like, it took the day off. called in sick. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell? Everyone was just like, what's happening? You know, and it was this funny thing where it's like, what if that happened? Like, mm-hmm. and you know, Instagram were just gone tomorrow. Like what, how would that affect like your personal identity or like what you think of yourself or what, you know, your value. And so I think I love it when people are using their influence as like a positive impact. They're really trying to share and help and love on their communities. And so I, I love connecting with people that are doing that and supporting like the community here in San Diego of people that are doing that is so incredible. I've met some of my like best friends through social media and Instagram. And so I think I have a ton of gratitude for the, the just community feel here in San Diego Mm -hmm. around the online, like entrepreneur space. But yeah, I think, I think it is a lot more, I guess, scary or like, you know, that like Spider-Man, like with great power comes great responsibility or um, (laughs) like I'm a total comic book nerd, but I think, I think people could do with taking that like a little more seriously, because especially if you think about like, I have a son, he's almost seven, like he's going to grow up looking at people Mm -hmm. in the online space. Um, Some of my friends have kids that are a little older who say like, they want to be YouTubers when they grow up. Yeah. Which like, wasn't even a thing. I heard that so many times and you're so right on. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. But I think about like, okay, when my son Leo and a few gosh, no, more than a few years, has his own phone, has his own social medias mm-hmm. or whatever. He can look at everything I've done. Like, how do I feel about that? That's a really, really like self-aware, not self-aware, but like that's a very conscious, heavy thing to <laughs> yeah. think about. Yeah. Because I mean, I honestly, like, I don't think I've ever thought about like, what are my kids going to think about? I mean, me naming a podcast under the influence first off. Second off, <laughs> I'll probably think you're the coolest mom ever. Second off, but I mean that's so true, and I feel like that's a really, really humbling way to look at something because not only are you looking at it from Leo's point of view, but also too you're looking at it of like what kind of role model are you? Like what kind of person in this society you are? Yeah, you know, do you want your legacy to be full of goodness and full of you know just good wholesome things not wholesome things but good things yeah um yeah. you know and I, I think that's kind of what's I'm I can't think of the word but like it's like a like a humbling it's got some feeling. weight to it yeah, yeah. like yeah. it makes you check yourself a little bit I know it's it's so easy to 
get off track from that though. So, I mean, I had my kid really young. I just turned 24. And so that's kind of like a not typical experience. But I mean, whether you have a kid or not, you can think about like, if I were to like show this or explain this or, you know, to my future kid, or even for me, my husband keeps me in check. He's not on social media. He could care less. Like he doesn't have Instagram and he's like, wait, why are you doing that? Or what, like, what's the purpose of that? Yeah. Like with events or something like, why are you going there? If it's like, oh, because I just need to be seen there because it's cool. It's like, like we're not in high school anymore. Like, how is this helping your career? How is this pushing you forward? Are you just going to have fun with your friends? Like that's, those are good whys, but I mean, they definitely keep me in check. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I think too, you know, going back to the kind of influencer challenge that we talk about on here is that, you know, I love that you're looking at it from your son's point of view, but from the other side of it too, it's like, you know, you're impacting, you know, if say you're sitting at 10,000 followers, you know, or 5,000, you're impacting 5,000 people's views, you know, their lives. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk purchase behavior and consumer behavior and things like that. But at the end of the day too, you know, like you do have, you do have the power to positively impact somebody and empower them and to do something a little bit different. And I think too, that's what we really want to inspire. We want to inspire influencers to challenge people. Yeah. We want to inspire them. You know, if you have that audience, you can captivate them and do something a little bit bigger than yourself. Yeah. You know, brand deals are important. Income is important. You know, showcasing your light and your brand is amazing, especially in the digital space. But, you know, on the flip side of it too, there's a social responsibility here that not Mm. everyone's talking about. No, it's so true. And it's like in the news recently, there's a lot of, you know, is Facebook good for... America or bad for mm-hmm. it. Like social media is taking some flack for, you know, the amount of screen time we have or just people's like mental health in regards to social media. And I think that that's something where it, if you depend on social media for your income or for your career, you might be like tempted to turn a blind eye to that because mm-hmm. you want, or like even people that work for Instagram or for Facebook because they want, you want people on your platform. You want people paying attention to you and buying into whatever it is you're selling. But also like, I want people to go for hikes and like turn off their phones and like live their life. Like that's one reason I moved to San Diego. Like I hated the cold. It's like, (laughs) you don't have to live this way. Like if social media is making you miserable, get off, (laughs) get off, like turn it off. So I think, I think that that, that responsibility is, is such a fine line to walk. It's just like a tightrope, you know? It totally is. And it's also like, you know, I mean, it's hard because, you know, we live in such a society where social media is our ruler of everything right now. I mean, for your personal life and for your business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard because yeah, social media is getting flack right now, but it's also, it's like, you know, as, you know, as human beings, we have a tendency to really push things to a radical moment. Yeah. You know, and there's always going to be people that ruin it, you know, or there's always yeah. going to be, you know, those that can't maybe handle it in that aspect. I'm yeah. not saying that, you know, I'm like calling them out or anything, but it's also like, you know, social media is also a very positive tool. Oh my goodness. I, I completely agree. It's like, I, I mean, I already said I've met most of my best friends in San Diego. I've met because of Instagram. I know. And you coming it's, from a whole other city. Yeah. That's and, huge. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I think for me, there's a huge tell when you meet people, like, you know, people via Instagram, you know, and then you like go to a meetup or go to something where you're going to meet them in person. And when people are exactly the same in real life as they are on social media, that's when I know like you're my person. Aww, you know, like yeah. I it's like you have that connection, you have that like quality of relationship mm-hmm. where there it's seamless. Yeah. And so like for the grown-up girl, that's something that I really strive. I strive to just be myself like wherever I'm showing up, mm-hmm. um whether it's on Instagram or on stories, on lives, on you know, I just started a Facebook group and so wherever I do show up, I just, I want to be myself and be honest and be just me. Yeah. Because people I think can like see through that. Oh, totally. Like that. Totally. 
I, I love that too. I love that you said when you meet someone and they're exactly the same because it's funny. I've met a couple pretty bigger named bloggers or influencers and it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes when people do have like a bigger following or they're in like a different category, I think they're like a little guarded, a little more wary of people. Like, are you just here to use me? Are you just trying to meet me? But I think there is like, just for me personally, I, I really connect with people that that is seamless. Like they're like you, I mean, you're exactly who you are on your social media (laughs) as you are in real life, you know, like you're sharing your favorite cocktails, you're out with your friends or you're just like showing behind the scenes of the office and like being here in your space. You're exactly the same. It's like seamless. Yeah. So I think that is like the people that can have that quality are going to in the long term be more successful. Well, and I, yeah, 100%. You know, I, everyone throws around the be authentic, be authentic, be authentic. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, we get it. But, yeah. you know, I also agree with you too because, you know, at the end of the day, like, and you, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. You're, at the end of the day, you're still going to be Laura. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to be Whitney. Yeah. Like, I probably zhuzh it up a little bit more on Instagram or, like, try to think I'm funny or, you know, pull some <laughs> shit out of my ass. But anyway, sorry, Leo, if you're listening to this. Oh, don't let Leo listen to this. <laughs> later. Later. In a few years. You know, I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, my gosh. No. He does not listen to podcasts. He watches Disney Junior. Oh, God. So. Thank God. Thank God. Anyway, no, but I, but at the end of the day, you're still who you are. And if you can't, you know, that's why I'm, you know, I even have this kind of this rebellious side of me where it's like, I'm not afraid to be explicit. I'm not afraid to say the F word. Yeah. I also think it's super, super motivating when women do cuss or women do put themselves at a different standard. And at the end of the day, that's me. Right. You know, it's polarizing. Some people are either going to love it, they're going to hate it, whatever it is. But that's that's me. And that's how I cultivate my audience as well. Right. So I agree with you where it's like long term, you know, as corny as it sounds, but literally being who you are. Yeah. It's the best investment. And mm-hmm. I think in jobs, like I've had a ton of jobs, jobs where I felt like I have to like put on a show or like yeah. not or have to like put on more of like a performance, like being a teacher, sometimes like you're impressing your principal, you're trying to like get these certain results. I think that's one thing I love about this kind of work is that I'm only accountable to me. And like, if I do something inauthentic, like I feel it instantly. Like I just, I know it in my gut. It makes me a little like, Oh, like, why did you do that? And, but then I can course correct and you start to be able to, feel the difference of like, is this really something I want to do because it's true to me? Or is this something I want to do because this girl did it or because it's kind of like dating. Like when a guy likes you, you're like, Oh, I'm liked. This is cool. Like, Mm -hmm. sure. I'll go out with you. Even though you're like, you, you would just never have done like dated that kind of person. You know what I mean? I feel like it's the same thing. You're totally right too. Because also like when you date somebody, you know, and you're not yourself, you know, that, that facade only lasts for a little bit until oh like gosh. you pull something out, you know, off the cuff that is yourself and it comes out or whatever, or you explode because you're not able to be who you really are. Yeah. You know, it's totally like dating. Yeah. For sure. It really is. And so I think that's one thing where I, when I talk to people or people ask me like, how are you growing your brand or how are you doing your Instagram or like what <laughs> my mom the other day, she's just like, I don't really understand what you're doing, but I'm proud of you. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, have you seen the meme of the two lizards? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. You have to see it. It's like these, it's like a chameleon and like a little, like, I'm going to know this and sound like a total nerd, but it's only because I had one as a kid. It's a leopard gecko. Oh, amazing. Hilarious. Love it. She's great. And her name was Black Velvet because I was 15. <laughs> Anyway, there's like these two little like lizard faces and they're like touching and it's like when you try to explain to your grandparents what you do and they have no idea but they're supportive and really happy for (laughs) you no it's so true but I I just think that you know sorry I got I totally lost track of what the question was no it's I mean we were just kind of we were going all over the place thinking about lizards yeah I know sorry I just got so stuck on that. Um, you were talking, telling your mom, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know what you – or I don't exactly understand what you do, but I'm proud of you. 
Like, right. Oh, okay. So people were, you know, they'll like DM me, like, how, how did you do this? Or even just like girlfriends from New York city when I lived there. And this is like a whole new thing I'm doing here. It's, it's like, I just, I'm being myself and I'm just like connecting with treating people on Instagram the way I would treat them if I met them in real life. So when you get a DM or something where something you said was helpful, like actually responding yeah. with like thoughtfulness, it takes a lot of time, Hundred percent. but that's like that long game where it's going to yeah. be worth it in the end because you are going to have that community that really does trust you. Mm-hmm. That really, and that likes you for who you are. Like we're different people. Like we 100%. might attract different audiences or like repel different people, but mm-hmm. like, you don't want the people there if right. they don't 100% buy into who you are. Oh, 150%. What do you, let me ask you too, I mean, kind of talking about your audience and, you know, your offering for the grown-up girl and whatnot, what, what do you think are some, like, good tips for maybe somebody that's, like, wanting to start something, you know, or has a story to share like you do, mm-hmm. and they want to start building that community? Yeah, that's a great question. I think... The first thing is you just have to know why you're doing it because mm. I think it it could be really tempting for someone to be like, oh, I want free product or I want to have like a cool social media presence or I want, which if that's your why, like you can easily start an account, get lots of free product, like be that kind of influencer. But I think if you have a story to share that's like true to who you are, it's I, I tell people it's like that thing inside you that you know if you don't do it you'll look back and wish you had. Yeah. So if you have that, that's a big why. I love that. And so I think for me, it's like I went through so much in my 20s and I needed like someone to cheer me on or tell me I wasn't crazy and to like kind of show me the way, like guide me through it. So like that's what I want to become for people that are really pursuing like I want to do this well. I want to like have this kind of life, but I just need like a little help along the way. Yeah. A hundred percent. So tell me a little bit about too, you know, what, you know, what kind of curated this like passion for you to go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a brand. Like you had this story, but what pushed you and motivated you to get there? I think number one, is just like what I said about, if there's something inside you, like deep in your gut, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. And mm-hmm. I think that if these days, so the first big dream is I'm, I want to write a book. Yes. That's kind of like the, the long term plan, like the super hope. And I've always been a book nerd. I love books. I love stories. Like that's probably the people that have been my mentors actually are just authors that I've never met before in my life. <laughs> so that's kind of like, I need to tell my story in this way because that's what's helped me. Right. But in this world, like that we live in now with social media and just different forms of content, as I, I mean, was writing, I had my Instagram, I connecting with people, like sharing my story personally. I, I kind of came to the realization that if you want to have, if I want to have that bigger impact, like if I want to write a book that people are actually going to read mm-hmm. that like lays my story out there, I have to like build a really good foundation and build that community that needs it, that's yeah. ready to hear it. Totally. And I think that just discovering like this world of social media and podcasting and blogging it gives you a way, like there are stories I can tell today right now with this microphone with you that are like chapters in the book, but it's like skipping Mm -hmm. all of that steps and just kind of like, almost like planting the seeds, if that makes sense. So I kind of like that. I like that you, instead of just kind of going directly after this book deal, you're like, I want to lay out a full brand before we launch, you know, before, you know, I want to build a community that needs me before I release this product, before I tell you the whole story. Exactly. I think that's actually an incredibly smart branding move. Oh, well, that means a lot coming from you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love it. I think there's, you know, I think I like the strategy behind it too, because I think that there's ways that you're going to reach a lot more people doing this first and planning those seeds yeah. rather than throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah. And I think that realizing like 
people say like, oh, I want to have an impact or, oh, I want to like have influence or, oh, I want to like tell this story or share this thing. Like there's really nothing stopping you. Mm -hmm. You can start an Instagram account for free, a Facebook group. You can like buy a microphone at Best Buy for 40 bucks or hundred, depending on how nice it is. And then, <laughs> and then you can plug it in your computer. And that's like the beautiful thing about the world that we live in. Like the beautiful side of social media and of the internet is that if you have a story to tell, like you can do that today. There's a platform. You don't need yeah. a publishing company or a publicist or a book deal. And so I think for me, it's like, okay, the book is kind of was like that huge dream instigator, like lit the spark. But I think what I'm realizing the more I do this and the more I like grow my brand is that like, I'm already living it. I'm yeah. already like, like the hope and the dream behind writing that kind of book is like the purpose of it's already being lived out. Like every single day when I write a DM, mm -hmm. you know, encouraging someone or, you know, when I meet people in person and like get to have conversations like this, yeah, it's like, it's already happening, yeah. which, oh, that just like, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, I know it's cool. You know, social media is fucking cool. It's, it's <laughs> great. Like, let's be honest. I mean, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And that's kind of like people that really do love it, that really can hang in there when they mm -hmm. freaking change the algorithm again, or they, <laughs> or it goes down and people freak out or people that can like hang in there and just like be consistent and like yeah. play the long game with it. Like that's, that's where you're going to like create something that lasts. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So tell us, where do you see social media going? Mm, I love this question. I kind of geek out about social media. So oh, I, I know. I think, I think personally, social media is going to take a huge trend, like a huge turn away from where it is now. Because I think consumers, people that are on social media, just like not as brands or not as personal brands or whatever, people that are consuming it are getting sick of like the same blogger doing a different product for the same purpose, like every week, yeah. you know, like which sunscreen do you really like Ashley? You know, like <laughs> I just, I just went and bought this. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so confusing. Like oh, Alex, Laura, yes. No, um, I, dude, Ashley's not a real person. No, no, that was just like no, a name out of no, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fidelity, we're calling you out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. no, she does not rep no, sunscreen. Her, so she just did a uh, sponsored post for Lucky Charms. And I was like. It's freaking perfect. Dude, I like started laughing. I was like, this is the most on brand thing yes. for her. Like, holy hell. But I, you know what? I totally agree with you too, because, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you see, you know, and, it, you know, I also look at, you know, major bloggers too, like probably like Jeff, I don't want to say Jenna Kutcher. I use her in an example all the time. I'm kind of blanking on like some other beauty bloggers, but you know, they get thrown so much product their way. Yeah. And it's like, it is, it gets down to it where it's like, but which, but which one, like, which one you use, which one you like? Because, like actually like, tell 27 me. 27 that yeah. you're linking right now. I know. And I mean, but I mean, like, that's also too why I've always had so much respect for Lauren Everett's. Yeah. Is because she'll legit be like, hey, here's these things that you should know about. Here's yeah. like the products that I'm like talking about right now and I'm promoting right now. But also like here are my like three ride or dies that I'll never change. Right. And it's like there's there can be that middle ground too. Well, yeah. And I think that's, I think so for where social media is going. Yeah. I think it's going towards like long-term relationships mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. people want to be like romanced by your social media so like I I don't I don't I haven't done a ton of brand deals or anything like that and most of the companies that I do talk about or that I have worked with are like local people that I know personally yeah. that I like love their product they're my friends it's like so easy like um, I'm starting with beauty bar chocolate and yes. my husband and I were just eating it in bed last night. It's <laughs> delicious. It's paleo. She's, I know it's, <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm like, this is so easy. And it's so like, she's amazing. Like her yeah. story. So, and it's like, I'll talk about her for five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like stuff like that, I think that's where it's going where people, are going to stop giving so much attention or like screen time to people that are just like hawking product. Yeah. And they're going to start, like they want to be invested in you, yeah. like in your life. Like 
people that follow me know that every Thursday I go on date night with my husband. And if I don't Instagram story it, they're like, I get DMs like, where'd you go for your date last night? Or like, <laughs> or like, are you sick? Or you didn't go on your date? You know? And I'm like, oh, like, you know, yeah. you like that consistency or just that like long-term connection, I think is where it's going. I also think Instagram, the company is going to have to like figure out how to navigate this, like this thing they created where I, I just think if, if you've got all your buckets in Instagram, like you need to spread it out because Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel stable to me. You know, I, it's hard because it's, I was talking on a podcast the other day and they were like, you know, like it's so, yeah, you know, everyone does have all their buckets in Instagram, but that's because no one else wants to put anything elsewhere. Yeah. You know, Instagram's the greatest, you know, they really created something that was special and that people enjoy. Yeah. So it's hard. Like, you know, like I don't have any interest for Pinterest, but I know that I'm going to have to eventually be there and go down that road. Yeah. You know, I don't really have that big of an interest for Facebook, but we have an amazing Facebook community that we want to continue growing because we yeah. know that it's, it's awesome and it connects everyone, but it's hard. It's hard to want to put other effort and time into something that you don't enjoy because everyone just really enjoys Instagram. Yeah. I think, yeah, it is. I like, I'm curious to like see where it does go because But I just, I always think about that day. It just went down. Like you couldn't do anything. And I was just like, this could happen and it could just be gone, you know, like, and so I think, you know, if you're a personal brand or a business and you don't have a website or you don't have like, those are things where, like I was joking with a friend, I spent so much time on MailChimp and on Squarespace with my website that day. Instagram was down and it was like, oh, if I spent more time on this, it would look better. It'd be more seamless. So, but ultimately I think it's about that long-term connection, like whether it's on Instagram or through your blog or through your podcast, like showing up consistently and building that trust where you're not just like saying yes to every opportunity that comes your way and only doing like things that are on a long-term basis. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, some new apps or things that you're completely obsessed with. I love asking this question. I know everyone's obsessed with presets right now and things like that. What are you, what's, what's keeping you obsessed? I mean, I love Lightroom for editing photos. I think the mobile and I even got the desktop version recently. It's like really kind of fun and artistic. I love Canva. You turned me on to Canva. Canva, It's, Canva needs to sponsor me. Yeah, they really do. You get so much business their way. I turn everybody on to Canva. Yeah, but I think it's really cool because you, I'm not very artistic by nature. Like I, I love words. I love writing. I love, and just that visual aspect of like branding or building a business. You're so good at it. Oh, that's really nice of you to say. you are. I I remember when we were talking about, you know, kind of laying out the grown up girl and like color palettes like way back in the beginning and I was so impressed by your just branding style and it comes so naturally to you too oh I appreciate that I guess I feel like it isn't in my personal zone of genius like it takes me a long time Mm -hmm. but Canva is one of those things where if you want to do quick Instagram stories or if you want like graphics to all be like seamless and on brand it's so easy to set it up so that's something that I use every single day and love I'm trying to think of what other apps I love and that I use all the time. I mean, obviously I love my podcast app. Every morning I get so excited. Like if there's a new, like, you know, all the new podcasts pop yes. in and I'm like, yes. Cause most of my favorites, I've like listened to all of them. So I'm like, I need more. Like I need all of them. Um, yeah. But then the other one obviously is later that I use mm-hmm. for scheduling. So Good old later. Yeah. Just cause it can get really overwhelming, especially if you have multiple platforms to like be posting and doing everything like in the moment. Although in the moment posts are probably some that get like the most engagement for me, like the ones I write off the cuff that are really like in the moment passionate. I'm feeling really strongly about something. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Those are the same ones. Like I remember one time I wrote about having a bad day and like crying at work and like it like went through the roof. As far yeah. As yeah, it's crazy, but I like later because like we're planning a vacation and like a week and a half we're gonna go up to Huntington Beach and just like get some 
downtime and I'm like already like I'm going to schedule my posts in advance I'm not going to look at Instagram while I'm there because it can get like too much for your brain like it can yeah. turn your brain to mush if you're I just... love that you batch out your content because I think that like even like what you were saying like I want to go on vacation I don't want to look at Instagram but you also have to play by Instagram's rules and if you don't show up like for example I didn't post this weekend I was really busy there was stuff going on I hadn't planned in advance yeah and you know, just like overnight lost like 20 followers. It's just like, it's just so, which it's like, you know, <laughs> that's not going to bother me. Like it's, if they're gone, they weren't there mm-hmm. for what I have anyway. Like the, the people that are there for the right reasons that are there for me are, they're not leaving if I don't post for a weekend, but yeah, it is later is awesome. If you have a business, like I have a girlfriend who does lashes here in San Diego and I got her turned on to later. Also the girl who does my hair. Yeah. Cause like if you have a business and you want to be posting, but it's like, not your gym like you don't want to be on it all all day long or it's like really helpful for that it's amazing yeah I love that I love like yeah okay so we're gonna go into some rapid fire I love these (laughs) this is the best part okay what is your favorite go-to cocktail it's gotta be skinny margarita so yeah that's my it's like on brand tips and tequila yeah so just margarita with club soda or LaCroix or something fizzy or um, Topo Chico is my new favorite. Oh, so good. Have you tried I'm, the grapefruit? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed with Topo Chico. I, I, yeah, the glass bottles, everything about it. So yeah, tequila, Topo Chico, lime juice. My husband puts agave in his because he like is a sweet drink guy. Like if we go out, like I get the old fashioned and he gets like the pink martini glass. <laughs> like, and they always like put the drinks in front of the wrong person. And, and then I'm like, can I please have the old fashioned? So I have a badass. I drink <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. It's been that way. Like our whole relationship. I love that. Yeah. That's great. I know. I just got my boyfriend. Actually, he, when I first, not when I first met him back, I don't know how long ago. Anyway, he used to hate tequila. <gasps> yeah he used to hate it for shame and he still can't really do a shot of it which yeah. I think is hilarious because shots are like totally my thing I love shots <laughs> um, but he drinks margaritas now like that's all he wants he oh, got nice. turned on I can't remember but we ordered like a margarita together or something and he like fell in love with it that and Palomas oh Palomas that's Zach's favorite like the grapefruit so soda good. I also love mezcal so that's like yeah. a type of tequila that's really smoky mm-hmm. and like, like I said, I don't like anything sweet. So like mezcal with, you know, the um, Topo Chico, that's just perfect. So good. Yeah. So good. I yeah. love it. Okay. What about your favorite Instagram to stop? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously we share love for Lauren Everts, the Skinny Confidential. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. I love her stuff and always learn something. And then a new favorite is... I heard her on Lori Harder's podcast. Her Instagram name is The Bird's Papaya. You're um, just telling me about her. Yeah. Okay, so tell us more. So she kind of got Instagram famous from sharing like before and afters of her health journey um, after having three kids. And like she went through a divorce and she was like a single mom and just like shared all that personal stuff. But she's recently remarried and she like basically just has this huge body positivity like vibe but also in a way where she's kind of like sassy about it I don't know it just like is very empowering to consume like it makes me feel good about myself or where I'm at like it's just like a very like be kind to yourself like she was just on vacation in Mexico with her husband and like shared all her swimsuit pictures and like she's got the stretch marks and she's just like you know my body's not the same and I could like get these tucked in or taken away but like I want to show my body because I kind of like what I'm trying to do. Like I never saw bodies like this. So I want people to see bodies like this, Yeah, but she's just gorgeous too. And she's hilarious. And she's great. Yeah. I, I totally recommend it. If you need to like get away from like the models or the whatever, you just need like to feel good about yourself. Like she's a great one to follow. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. What about your go-to self-love? Now that I live in San Diego, I mean, I just love driving out to the cliffs and going for a walk. You're so good about, like, really embracing San Diego. Like, most natives are like, 
Oh, shit, yeah, we haven't been to, like, one of the beaches in, like, two years. Like, especially, like, us, like, East County people, or we're, like, out there. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I I told you, I'm, like, trying to, I'd love to eventually move to Point Loma, because I'm obsessed yes. with it. It's yeah. stunning. But I, that's, like, on my bucket, not on my bucket list, my, like, to-do list for, like, summertime, is, yeah. like, actually go and embrace it, and, like, take I advantage know. of it. It's so, I mean, I feel like people always are like, oh, it'll wear off, like how much you love it. But like after living in Minnesota for four years and I just am an ocean girl in my heart. Like I've always been that way. Like that's just who I am. And so my self-love like definitely like go for a hike in Torrey Pines or go walk at Sunset Cliffs, like maybe get a fancy latte or, you know, something like that. And treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So get by the water and like quiet down my brain because I just move like a hundred miles a minute, especially these days just with like hustling pretty hard. So yeah, getting out by the water and just like fresh air. I love that. I, and the smell, there's something about, there's actually a term called like grounding, mm. grounding, is it called grounding? I don't remember. Um, but it's like, basically it's like super simple and like, it's kind of like a no duh, but like basically it's like taking off your shoes and like actually oh, like yeah. walking on the earth yes. and like letting your body like absorb that and feel that and have that experience yeah. because especially in today's day or people that live in downtown or live in the cities or things like that you're not going outside and walking on grass you're not yeah. going outside and walking on dirt or walking on the beach or things yeah. like that and it says that there's some I want to say that it releases serotonin almost. Oh, to, I, I I would believe it. I yeah. feel that way whenever I walk on the beach. Right? Like, because yeah. you release, like, you're connecting, not to get, like, all, like, hippy-dippy, but you're connecting <laughs> with the earth. Like, no, I love the hippie stuff, especially yeah. being a California resident now. Just I know, it's just everywhere. Yeah. I know. I'm adopting all of it, so. Just constantly <laughs> holding up a peace sign. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Okay, what about your favorite podcast? Obviously, this one. I mean, yes. Total suck up thing to say. I have so many. So I love the Skinny Confidential, him and her, Lauren Edwards. They, what I love that they do is they get people to get very specific Mm -hmm. about their processes or the details, like the nitty gritty. It's not like, there is high level, like inspirational or story stuff, but they get very like tangible, which is something that like I want to do through my Mm -hmm. channels too. So I like seeing how they do that. I really like Lori Harder's mm-hmm. Earn Your Happy. Um, there's some like business entrepreneur, like self empowerment stuff, but it's also like a little bit of a break from, you know, that entrepreneur type podcast because it's yeah. a lot about like taking care of yourself. And she's. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes like there's like, I was talking to who though? I can't remember. I was talking to somebody and I was like, I hate that there's like this fake facade where like everyone everyone makes you feel like you have to constantly be so overly ambitious yeah and be such a girl boss and always be motivated and it's like (laughs) no that's not how this works like there are days where like you do not want to get out of bed there are Mm. days when you don't feel good like when you just like when life happens and that's not a like it's not true like oh yeah go out there and get this bread okay great Monday morning got it but like also too like Tuesday comes and I'm like I'm done like I'm tired totally everyone feels that way and I think yeah, the hustle mindset or that like entrepreneur stuff is kind of like drinking Kool-Aid. Like if you just listen to one too many podcasts, you're just like <laughs> jacked up. It's like drinking too much coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, the Lori Harder's and your happy is a nice, like, you know, a little bit more of like self-love focused mm-hmm. and like a little bit of a break from sort of that like ambitious motivate kind of trend. I listen to a lot of those too, though. So, I love that. I know. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's exactly that. It's a balance. Right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. What about your favorite reality TV shows or TV show? Um, so I, I mean, I feel like most girls love the bachelor or bachelorette. Mm-hmm. If I, only if I like the lead though, if it's like I'm a, the same way, like there's some seasons where who they pick for the lead. I'm like, I cannot spend my life, like yeah. spend hours of my life, like watching you on TV. I'm, yeah. it's just like a, I don't know if, but if the lead is good, like it's so fun to have a girl's night, have some wine. Like I used to do that in New York city with a bunch of my girlfriends. And so that's something I need to start up here. Maybe when the new season comes on, but yeah, if you want to come to my house and drink wine, uh, we I, live in San Diego. I'm there. I mean, also too, yeah, the listeners, but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> we already have one person. Um, um well, I, yeah. I also love shark tank. 
um, as an entrepreneur. And also my son likes watching it with me. He's like, Wait, that's gotta be so educational for him. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Cause there, there's a few times where like, they don't, it's a, I don't think they cuss. I don't, can't remember. A I'm time sure there's like did. a couple like. And I, and he's like almost seven and he's very emotionally aware. So I'm like, if they're getting too intense or if it's like making you upset, like, cause sometimes they're a little like mean to the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we can just skip this one. But he's always like, oh, they joined, they got a deal. And he's like, that's a good idea. Or I don't know. So lately we've been watching that together, like reruns of it. And that's really fun. So I love that. I love a good Shark Tank episode. Yes. What about your favorite influencer business Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, everyone loves Jenna Kutcher. I feel like what she's built is incredible. I think more of a SoCal one is Jasmine Starr. She's kind of really evolved, like from photographer to kind of like an Instagram expert and now just kind of like branching out into more of like social media marketing in general. I really, she's very disciplined. Like I've met her a few times and seen her speak and she's very just like focused no nonsense and so that's kind of inspiring to me to see like how focused she is because I can kind of tend like I chase ideas around I'm like oh this is exciting or oh this is exciting but that can get really exhausting in a business yeah those are the ones that come top of mind I mean there's so many I mean, a lot of my friends that are business owners, I really admire my friend Christine from Scorch Lipstick or yeah. my friend Liz who does my lashes or Christelle Stacy yeah. who has Confetti Academy. Like those are some local friends who are just like running businesses. And I, I'm always inspired when I spend time with them just about their their passion for what they're doing is what keeps them going. So, yeah. yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I think too, there's a lot to be said about, like you said, like they might feel like a smaller business. Yeah. Like I have, he's actually like really getting into the digital space now, but one of my first bosses, she was on last week's episode. Oh, I haven't gotten to listen to that one yet. Sorry. It's not last week's episode now because it's going to come out later. But anyway, her name is Lexi Lomax and she was my first boss and she was probably, I mean, she's had her salon for over 13 years and she started so young. Mm. and she just killed it yeah and she's not somebody that's like super hyped up yeah she's not this famous person on the internet totally but she is so smart and so yeah. brilliant and such an inspiration that it's like those are the people too that I think that don't just like maybe they just haven't earned their credit or maybe they're not being seen in the right light yeah but having those friends and having those people that inspire yeah. you I mean I look at my dad too all the time oh yeah you know? Where totally. it's like, you know, these, there's so many great people out there where their business isn't necessarily on the internet Yeah, and they don't need it to be. They're no. killing it without getting all this recognition or kind of clout. Yeah. And I love hearing those stories. I love hearing and meeting people like that. Yeah. That's one thing I'm excited to do with my podcast is have some of those people on where it's like not someone you would really know, but their stories are just like how they got to where they are, why they care so much about their business. Like that's what just like fills me up isn't it great yeah. I love that I love that you're gonna have that platform for them yeah and like really showcase them in that light because they deserve it oh totally yeah. yeah yeah I think numbers are fleeting and mm-hmm. don't always tell a whole story mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh yeah yeah <laughs> I totally agree too yeah okay and our last last or last okay <laughs> our last but final question for today <laughs> We need to end this because yes. I guess I'm losing it. <laughs> the um, heat's getting to your head. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Damn it. Um, what does influence mean to you? This, I feel like we've been talking about this a lot for this interview, but influence to me is just your legacy. Like, what are you, what are you leaving behind? You know, we lost my father-in-law recently, and to see his legacy and the influence he had on people, it's still just kind of like. I I almost can't believe it, you know? And so I think like when my son reads my Instagram in 10 years or my blog posts or listens to this, you know, like the, the influence I'm having is what I'll, you know, leave behind or anytime I I say something and it encourages someone like that's part of the legacy, you know what I mean? So I think just playing that long game with your influence, like, and not, selling out for the short term oh 
Laura, I love you. That's so good. I mean, that's actually, too, the first time I think I've ever heard that answer is talking about mm-hmm. that legacy. And I think, too, what you leave behind is so important. And not a lot of people, you know, we're in, we're in such a quick information overload, you know, need yeah. everything now that sometimes I don't think we have time to really process things. Like, what are we actually doing? Yeah. What kind of name are we leaving for ourselves? Yeah. Who are we impacting? Yeah. And how are we impacting them? Yeah. I think it is really easy to get lost in that like short term like mindset. But I think when you do have that more like longer term mindset or thinking about like the choices you're making and how they're like going to affect the rest of your lives or like your partner's life or your kid's life or whatever, like that's when you really start to change, like make choices that are going to give you that higher quality yeah. of life and influence. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, Laura, thanks for going under the influence. Thanks of for having me. This, this is too fun. This is great. It's, I know. It's the bomb. I wish I could do this all day long, but I have to get back to work and get my job. You know, I actually other job. That I have to, you know. We all have to, but this is a nice, this is a nice break. Isn't yeah. it great? I yeah. know. Well, thank you so much. Um, go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm the Grown Up Girl on Instagram. TheGrownUpGirl.co is the website. Podcast will be the Grown Up Girl podcast. And Woo! when this airs, I will have a download for your listeners, um, a Grown Up Girl quiz where they can kind of find out like what type of grown up are they. And if they want to hop on a 30 minute coaching call with me after they do that, they can sign up for that as well for free, totally free. So. Oh my gosh, what a freaking deal. Okay, well, you guys know where to find her. Go yeah. get her. Thanks for going under the influence. Oh, thanks, Whitney. Thanks for having me.